Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest, and I'm happy to have him back, is KK Singh. Thanks for being on the show again, KK. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure, Whitney. KK was on a previous show number, WS114. I would encourage you to go back and listen to that to learn more about his story, how he got into real estate. And briefly, he has over 18 plus years of business experience in the U.S. and always seeking expansion opportunities, always interested in new investment opportunities, has multifamily syndicated deals in several locations in the U.S., several agricultural, commercial, and residential properties in India as well. So KK is a very knowledgeable person about this industry. He's learned very fast. He's crushing it. You know, I want you all to know who he is, and uh, we're going to learn a lot from him today. So KK, give the listener briefly a little more about you. You know, they can always go back to, you know, 114 and learn your entire story, but give them a little more about you and let's dive in. Thank you very much, Brittany. My name is KK, live in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I've been here for 18 plus years, almost 20 years now, and have been in the gas station business. And about in 2014, we bought 40 single family houses and got into the real estate business. And soon after that, I realized that uh, single family is not what I wanted to do. And I moved on to the multifamily, started learning about multifamily. And I actually started trying to buy our multifamily ourselves. We started with 32 units and LOIs. And then slowly we moved on to, we thought, no, we need to go bigger. And we decided to buy like 72 or 96 units. And all the time our offers were rejected because we realized that we don't know the business. It's not like buying single family. It is whole new animal and it's a different Thing that we need to learn. So I started learning about four and a half years ago. And also I started investing as a limited partner. When I invested first time as an LP, I didn't know much about it. I just wanted to learn and I gave syndicator a 50,000 check and started learning from there about three years ago. Okay. So you wanted to get into multifamily. You quickly realized how long it was going to take with single family you know, to scale. So you started pursuing multifamily, started submitting those LOIs, all of them getting rejected. Quickly, you realized it's a whole new animal, like you mentioned, you know, than what you had been doing. And so I guess let's walk through that approach a little bit, because I've had numerous people invest with me who are, you know, they're looking to be a syndicator. They're looking to get into deals eventually and be a deal sponsor, you know, just like yourself. But, you know, they've invested just to learn the industry and learn the business better, just like you did. But you know, let's help that listener now or that maybe potential investor who wants to be a syndicator or deal sponsor, you know, go through those thought processes that you were having then as far as should I be a passive investor so I can learn the business or should I just keep putting in my LOIs? So I guess take us back to when you were there a few years ago and, and you know, how you decided to really to be a passive to learn to do this business. Actually, when I was in the gas station business and I have a lot of cash flow because of my I have eight gas stations and a laundromat. And my main purpose was how can I reduce my taxes? 
that was the main purpose and we bought these 40 single family houses and ended up paying a little more even more taxes and uh, i realized and i signed up uh, on bigger pocket start learning about my and the multifamily and the syndication process that's when i learned about what syndication is so i started following some syndicators on bigger pocket and uh, went to their website kept learning read some books about syndication and finally i decided to take some courses so when i started i was not interested in becoming a syndicator but i thought i'm going to keep investing passively but as i started learning i realized that it was my passion so i decided to go active instead of passive so but i started taking courses i took i took like four courses read a lot of syndication books read a, a lot of other books and also i got into some motivational stuff since i attended rod cleaves uh, camp 2 years ago and it was so motivational i started learning about motivations and setting up my goals i had been setting up my goals but most of my goals i couldn't meet because i was not doing the right way so i started learning about setting goals how to set goals and how to track my goals and how to be very specific on the goals so i started learning all that motivational stuff and uh, kept moving on onwards and upwards which is our motto of our company so i kept learning and kept doing some stuff every day and finally um, i invested in seven deals passively so far in two deals i am a general partner so i kept moving on and upwards and onwards and that's how i got here awesome so you're very experienced as a passive investor you know you've invested on seven deals uh, you know let's help the passive investor you know from your experience and know who to partner with and what we should be looking for maybe some you know we help them to get started of uh, just a few things that they should help narrow down right narrow down the the deals the opportunities to quickly say okay here's some sponsors that i want to start hearing from you know their opportunities you know how do we know who those people should be okay i started following them on uh, bigger pocket and i made look at this here i have been writing all taking notes making links in my evernote i am very passionate about evernote i use evernote a lot so i made a list of the sponsors who i have found on the internet first i started with the bigger pocket i made a whole list and then i went and started following them on bigger pocket and then from there i went to their website did some research did their track record how many deals they have done um, i went to their website and then started calling them and then interviewing them and i made a list of these all these questions 42 questions to ask them and as i kept learning the list started keeping bigger making bigger and then i made my criteria i wrote down my criteria of investment that was passively how do i pick up my sponsor how do i pick up the deals and so i wrote down the criteria and um, finally i picked up one sponsor to start with the closest one in indianapolis which was ivan barrett and uh, invested with uh, him in the deal and kept learning and then i got a um, access to the report every 3 months they send the reports the reports i go to the portal and i can download the reports and read those reports what's going on on the property 
and also i could see the money coming flowing in that's how i figured out and i did the research on several other sponsors too and i'm invested with four or five different sponsors so what about that criteria could you help us with that criteria or somebody that you know it's just getting started they don't they don't really understand how to may even come up with the criteria they should have you know kk so you know help them build their criteria for that deal sponsor that you know the criteria like you have okay first of all in my criteria number 1 is the strong growth market i want to see look at the population of the market i want to see the job growth of the market so when i received these offering memorandums i signed up with several syndicators as i told you that i talked to several of them and i got on their email list and started receiving the oms and then i go online since i had taken all these classes uh, in this coaching programs uh, from rod cleave neil bawa and some others so i know how to research the market so i did own my own research and then i from the job market then i looked at the underwriting if it's conservative underwriting or it's liberal underwriting so i do my own research and then i look at my minimum irr i want my money to double in 5 to 6 years and uh, i always invest where the investors have a skin in the game that's one of my criteria and then i want to look at the cash on cash return and the irr and uh, i like to exit within 5 to 7 years and this criteria may differ from person to person depending on their goals and their financial ability to invest but this is what my criteria i wrote down and uh, i am also going to be at some point investing in other asset classes like the mobile parks and uh, the storage units but i'm now focusing on the multifamily at this time still yeah i think one key thing though about you you know we've talked at numerous events and stuff now and it's been great to get to know you and and just your growth in this business as well and see that happen and but you know one key thing about you is that like you have educated yourself i mean you have really spent the time you've spent the money and you've met the people in the business and you have educated yourself and so even if you never became you know a general partner or deal sponsor like you're much more educated you're much more savvy about investing in these type of opportunities because of the work you've done beforehand and so even talking about a strong growth market or and knowing where to find that information and what that should look like to the I mean especially to the underwriting and numerous other things you mentioned most investors or most people you know they're busy with their other business or their day job whatever that may be they don't want to have to take the time to educate themselves like you have you know so i feel like you're much more savvy than most but maybe for the listener what kind of break a few of those down as far as the like strong growth market job growth what's going to help you see that okay this is a good market as far as job growth and population growth do you have a couple specific things uh, on the amount of growth or anything like that or maybe where you would find that information yes um, bitney if there is no job job growth or if there is no population growth you cannot expect your occupancy to be higher you cannot expect uh, the rents to go up you always if the population is going down and that there are going to be i mean it's a demand and supply thing so if the population is going down definitely the vacancy is going to be higher and if people don't have money if the jobs the people are losing jobs as they did in 2007 8 
then what they do is normally they consolidate themselves. So if son is living separate, then they'll move with their parents so that they can make the both hands meet. So I think uh, these are the basic points. Population and the job growth are the two keys that everybody should be looking, even they invest as a limited partner or a general partner, or even if they buy a property for themselves. You can even do a Google search, right? I mean, you can search the city and put population growth, you know, or population, and you're probably going to immediately find some, just some quick information too. So, you know, if that's the place initially, maybe you should be looking at or not, you know, at a high level. But what about underwriting, KK? You know, like not many passive investors understand underwriting, you know, to a, you know, really depth degree or deep degree, you know, that they struggle with underwriting. So how did you come to a good understanding of knowing what you're looking at when syndicators send you the underwriting? How did you learn that? And then maybe give us some basic things so we know what to look for as a passive investor getting started. First of all, I collected several of the underwriting tools, calculators from different uh, sources. I've got about 10 of them. But I try to see which one is the simpler to use and shows the maximum data. And I'm a number person. I mean, even in the gas station business, laundromat business, I always look at the numbers. So when I'm looking at the underwriting, I can see certain things, which I always see in the writings of the syndicators when I receive their OMs. I can see whether it's conservative or not and whether they have done the sensitivity analysis or not. A lot of people don't do the sensitivity analysis and they'll say, okay, the market growth is 3% and they put it for five years or seven years that the market is going to go up every year. They're going to go. And I do my management, property management for my 40 single family houses myself. I know this is not fact that they can always go 3% up. Sometimes you'll have to go... Uh, uh, I mean, even so, if if the house or the apartment is renting seven hundred, maybe the next tenant is renting at seven hundred again, and also a slight change in the cap rate exit can change the whole thing. It could make a bad deal into a good deal. And also, I focus on the we talked about the sponsors a little bit. A good sponsor can make a bad deal into a good deal a bad sponsor can make a good deal into a bad deal. And especially new syndicators who are trying to syndicate deals with other people's money, and a lot of times they don't invest their own, and especially they come from these courses, and they want to do a syndication because they are told to do it in 90 days or 180 days, and they try to find a deal which is a lot expensive. They don't know how to underwrite it, and then they'll make the numbers look good. And they don't understand that when the investors invest with them for once, if they don't perform on the performer, they're going to lose all those investors and never get them back again. So don't do the deals. I would suggest to your listeners, don't do the deals just to do a syndication or just to do a deal. Or just look at your benefit of doing a deal. You're going to get acquisition fee. You're going to get asset management fee. But make sure treat your investors' money as your money, even more because it's other people's money. You know, KK, on the underwriting specifically, though, as uh, you know, when you're investing passively, is there something that's going to help you 
without a great understanding of underwriting, you know, maybe as a new passive investor, what's, you know, maybe a couple of things that's going to help me to see that they're being conservative, just on a basic level. One thing is what I, we talked about just a moment ago is the rent. And sometimes that is another indicator. So what kind of debt you have, even if they have a bridge loan and that bridge is not capped, the interest rate is not capped on the bridge loan, it could end up in a disaster. Yeah, so the, the way it's financed is crucial, right? I mean, that's, that's why so many get in. Yeah, financing is crucial to look at in the returns. And then preferred return, that's very important. And then break-even point. What is the break-even point to look at uh, if the occupancy, let's say there is a dip in the real estate and the occupancy goes down. If they go underwater, they're not going to survive too long. And if they had done the sensitivity analysis, there are variables, there is interest rate change, there is a vacancy change, and there are variables in every underwriting. So do the sensitivity analysis. Sometimes people call it stress test. So do that stress test before you buy the property. Yeah, and I would say ask the, the deal sponsor for the sensitivity analysis and have them walk through that a little bit with you, right? Yeah. That's one of my questions in my these questions I had put them on Facebook that always ask them if they had done the sensitivity analysis and ask them what the break-even point is. If the break-even point is like 85%, it's definitely going down. It's definitely going underwater. <laughs> and also the leverage is another. So what percentage leverage is? If it's highly leveraged and it could go underwater at any time. Yeah, you mentioned like returns. So if I'm a new or passive investor, what type of return should I really try to look to see, you know, on a deal? You know, if I know it's conservative, what's maybe the minimum returns I should expect? I like to have some kind of preferred return. I know, I mean, it's variable. It depends on what kind of property is it. If it's a deep value add property, you may not get. But I always want to get a preferred return. And I always like to give a preferred return as a general partner too. And because that makes the sponsors work harder. And the second thing I like about 8 to 10% cash on cash. And I want to double my money into five to six years. I'm not much worried about getting my 25% or 30% or 40% of my money in the third year because I, it, it depends on other people's needs too and their financial goals. But I don't look at that, okay, I need to get my money 25% or 50% of my money in the third year. If it's a bridge loan, they can uh, refinance the property again. So I'm not worried about that much. But I try to look at about 18% IRR too. Nice. So yeah, 18%, that's great. You know, preferred return, I agree. Most sponsors are offering preferred returns now. I think it's pretty standard or maybe not always, but as a new passive, I would want a preferred return as well. What about your take? As a passive investor, you've invested in seven deals now, and you know, as a passive investor. So I know you want the best deals. You want the most conservative underwriting, right? You want somebody with that track record. We've talked about that numerous times on the show, how to find that deal sponsor that has that track record and what to look for there. But what about the, the newer syndicator that maybe has only had a, a one or two syndications? Is that somebody you're willing to partner with? I get calls all the time to raise money for them or to sign their loans as a KP because I have network. 
uh, and they meet me uh, on the online meetings or Facebook or, or the networking that I go to, and uh, they always expect me to. But I'm not saying nobody should start new, but my criteria is partnering with some track record person so that uh, you become a you have a good reputation when you are aligned with somebody who has a track record so if somebody's i mean just starting and he wants me to invest in his deal i may not sign his loan <laughs> even if he gives me whatever share of the gp pie i would not risk my net worth for somebody new i think the best thing is to partner with some experienced people and bring something to the table, either the capital or your ex little bit experience you have in a whatever finance field or, or management field or whatever you can bring to the table. And there are a lot of sponsors who are looking for partners. Syndication is a teamwork. You can find partners, network with partners, and uh, see what you can bring and always try to partner with people. If you have something that, let's say I'm a good underwriter, but I'm not a field person, I need to partner with somebody who loves, has passionate about the field work, like doing due diligence and doing the property management or the asset management, whatever, I mean, you can bring to the table. So KK, we're about out of time, but any final words for passive investor that's looking to invest in deals? Maybe they're just learning the syndication business. They're brand new to investing in this type of you know, this type of asset or this type of investing, what would you tell them? I mean, any final things maybe that I didn't ask you that you'd like to share with them? You did ask me in the beginning, but I didn't answer at that time. I kept it for now. I always suggest to your listeners that invest in yourself before you invest in any real estate. Try to learn the business. Try to educate yourself. There's a lot of material out there that's free. Also, you join some Facebook group. There's a lot of people throwing a lot of in information there. You can learn from them, buy some books, read some books, podcasts, all free stuff where you can learn. I listen to one podcast every day, and I have been listening to, one, I think, about three years. Wow. You've covered a lot of podcasts. I, whenever I'm at the gym, I listen to at least one. Sometimes I listen to two. Today, I listen to yours. I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that, yeah. KK. You know, thank you again, KK, for your time and sharing your expertise. Uh, you know, I've appreciated just, you know, becoming friends with you and getting to know you at different events and us communicating and you just the way you've invested in numerous deals. Now you're, you know, you're on the GP side of a few deals and you're making it happen. And, and I know a lot of people, you know, would like to follow in your footsteps and make their business happen like you have. And tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and get in touch with you. Well, they can go to our website, growrichcapital.com and sign up for our newsletter. And they can, I got my phone number there. My cell phone number is 260-341-1964. Or they can email me at kk at growrichcapital.com. Or they can uh, join our Facebook group, which is 10X Multifamily Investing Group. And there's a lot of activity, a lot of incredible people over there. And they're ready to educate you and with, give you all kind of information. And there's a lot of information. In one month, we have over 800 members. And also, we have more than 5.5 thousand posts and impressions on that page. Wow. You're crushing it, KK. Thanks for sharing that. I hope the listeners will 
connect with you. Not just everybody puts their phone number out and their email like that. I appreciate that. Yeah, but I receive calls all the time, Whitney. And I think we forgot one thing to talk about. Uh, that is, uh, how do I give back? That's right. Oh, that's right. Yes, we weren't asking that. And the see, I, I was thinking we probably talked about that before, but we haven't. So how do you give back, KK? Oh, we have our own charity. That's sbvcharity.org. And we donate about $25,000 every year to six different organizations all over the world. And we are connected with, we have adopted 15 kids for the last 10 years that we uh, pay them for their shelter and education and food. And you built this nonprofit, right? I mean, you co- you did all this yourself. Yes, I did everything myself and no public donations accepted. It's just our money. My end partners and I thank my partners to making that the charity a success. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, KK, and what you're doing there. I remember us talking about this. It's just impressive. You find something like that that you want to pursue and you just dig in and you learn everything about it you can. It's obvious you're doing the same thing in the syndication business now, but appreciate how you give back and you're sharing that with us. You know, I, I, so many people, you know, have been affected by your generosity through that and we appreciate that. And I, I hope the listeners will also go to LifeBridge Capital and connect with me and uh, go to the Facebook group, The Real Estate Syndication Show. And uh, we hope to see you there and we hope to talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.